Hi, I'm Simon Rushton and this is Taxi Chronicles podcast. On this podcast, we spontaneously interview unsuspecting passengers with their permission, allowing them to share their intimate life stories and concerns. As our slogan states, real riders, real stories. Some riders prefer to be anonymous, while others ask me to tell their story later on. Either way, there are all genuine 5 to 10 minutes stories. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we are back with another episode. Just picked up another rider, ready for another story. He's an entrepreneur, he's young, he's 21. He's doing great big things in London to New York, LA with his marketing company and he is the one and only Hassan. Welcome Hassan. <laughs> Damn Simon, did you research me before? <laughs> these, these are actual bases, you know. We, you know, okay. we, we, I don't just own marketing companies or my own marketing company. Okay. We actually own clinics as well. Okay, so. see that's great. So tell us how we we'll stick with the marketing at first and then we'll yeah. roll on to the clinic. What made you get, how did you get into marketing? What made you decide you want a marketing company? And what motivates you um, to do your marketing company every day? Interesting. Um, well, at the beginning, I think, you know, as a young 15-year-old, I needed money, man. <laughs> you started when you are 15? Yeah, like, you know, it was... Oh, we're talking know, Bill was... Gates, Rich, too, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully, man, we, we want to change the world. But, oh, yeah, things started when I was 15, you know, I kind of, me and my friend wanted money, we wanted new shoes. And it's like, you know, growing up with like four, four, three other siblings, me being the fourth one, in an ethnic household, you know, we weren't, my parents always provided me everything, but it's like, you know, sometimes you had to get your turns, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got your new shoes, now your brother gets the new shoes, mm-hmm. and then you go away, you know, oh, a couple yeah, more months until you get your own shoes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was searching a way to get money and um, we found a clothing brand and then that was short-lived for like three months. <laughs> 15 years didn't know what they're doing. And what, what did you learn from that short 15 months? It was three months actually. Three months. But, but the process, it was like the learning the process, kind of understanding how to set up a business, trademarking, set up your companies and companies house. Uh, I think that was instrumental for me. Um, but yeah, I think that was the first thing that I've ever done. And then I had, I had a friend invite me to something multi-level marketing called ACN. I don't know if you know that. No. I've tried it. Yeah, basically you sell products and services, you create a downline, you recruit people, you use every product they sell, uh, you end up getting you know a cut of it essentially. And the only way you make money is when you grow huge teams. Oh, I see. I see yeah. You. So I then that I didn't about. like the model because you know there was a lot of deception and 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 I didn't really like that personally. But deception you know? for who? You're you not told. Customer? Yeah, you're not told the full truth. Even for those who join you, you're not really told the truth on you know how you make your money and how hard you need to work for your money. I mean, you have to work hard, but you know they make it sound very easy. For, yeah. Then especially sales, when sales, sales. Yeah. So when I was 16, I was like, yeah, I could do that. But what I learned from that is what ultimately made me the most money um, was e-commerce because there was everything was online and e-commerce was a growing industry in 2014 um, 
I mean, it was it's always grown, but at that time I thought, wow, we were at the height of e-commerce. I don't know, six years later, Bezos was going to be the richest man in the world. Um, but yeah, learn e-commerce, and then I came across an opportunity where you can build your own e-commerce brand. Mm-hmm. So, uh, long story short, I set up my own brand, Leather Man's Accessories, and that's like leather wallets card holders was it being made here or made somewhere no no i had to outsource it to india because that was one of the best countries to create uh to you know ultimately create uh how did you you deal with the quality control were they understanding or were they yeah i think that was one thing for me was like the quality was over everything so i was like look this is my expectations i don't want paying higher give me quality so i've sampled multiple people and then i chose that one guy um, and we grew that business nicely. I think I started with 1.2k, and within a year we grew it to six figures. A really? Year. Yeah, which is incredible. Wait, I mean, no, let's take this slow. <laughs> <laughs> you started off selling wallets and stuff. Yeah, on Amazon. On and, Amazon. Yeah. And you went from 1.2k seed investment into six figures in revenue, and you know we had like 60 Gs in profit for the year. That, that's a lot. <laughs> okay. So I 60x my return, my, my investment. After all your running costs yeah, and everything. Yeah. So then I maintained everything. Everything stayed in a business because I wanted to grow it. But the issue here, I didn't understand how I can scale a business. Um, um, explain what scaling is. Scaling is really growing it to the next level. So, okay. you know, a lot of businesses right now and a lot of young people are starting a business and they have a good, good business idea and they have good bases. But scaling it to making like 100k a month instead of 100k a year, that's different. That's a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never understood that. Um, and that was the biggest struggle. And then things kind of, I just so, I just got demotivated in it. So let me jump in on there. Yeah. Which remember where you were. Yeah. This is a scaling thing. Yeah. I'm jumping in on there because it's important for the young people who are going to listen to this. For sure. To understand. How would you, you, you explained it, but you kind of skimmed over it. Can yeah. you explain it a bit more in depth and also for myself? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, no, I, I, that's good value, I think, for yourself and any other yeah, mm. entrepreneur. Whenever I think of an idea, I think, okay, how can I grow it to a million a month mm-hmm. or a hundred million a year? Because growing it to 10K a month, that's easy. You could grow it yourself with 10K, but to grow it to 100 million a year, you're going to need, you know, resources and you're going to need to understand what type of resources you need. But most importantly, part of these resources is actually employees, how many employees you need. Now, you won't understand how many employees you need to grow zero to 100K until you go zero zero to 10K, zero to 100K a month, zero to a million a month, zero to 10 million a month, right? It's like little steps that you go up. Yeah, you're quadrupling. Yeah, and you're constantly, you're constantly adding to it. Scaling is that, literally. How am I reinvesting back all my money, making even more money, growing my team, growing my business, growing my product line, and ultimately making more money? Mm-hmm. That's what scaling is. That, so the way that Amazon built their business from that seed investment yeah, that Bezos books. got yeah. to a trillion you know, dollar company, or one of the second trillion dollar company after Apple, that's what scaling is, you know? But the way that they had, like, what are the systems and processes, the logistics, the teams, you know, where do they source it? Where do they sell it? How many stores do they need? That's scaling. Are your vulnerabilities. Exactly. Understanding your weaknesses. Where are you making a cash loss so you can cut that? Mm. Right? Okay. So really understanding your business and growing it. Scaling is growing. Mm-hmm. And 
for you to have a sustainable business you need to know how you can grow it and maintain that growth mm. and continue to grow if not continue then just maintain that growth because realistically what business do you know that lasted for more than 15 years the average lifespan of a business is five years and then they collapse because they don't know how to scale yeah because i i always say it's either you go up the ladder or down the ladder you can't stay on the ladder exactly you can't just it's, hold it's you know hold that tree just knock you off exactly that's yeah. how market capitalism works yeah if you're not moving i'm moving Boom. exactly yeah and then down you go yeah. yeah so then um yeah i kind of from that grew it to that level and then i just kind of got comfortable i got like 18 19 i had a levels at that time you know it's my school mm-hmm. so i focused heavily on these grades uh, i worked hard for two years um and then got into university and then in that during that first year of university for me it was like um, you study at uni what did you study? right now i'm actually finishing off because I just want to get my degree and I love what I study, so I, I study political philosophy. Political philosophy? Yeah, and part of my, my I feel like part of my, you know, understanding the, our system and business is because I criticise the, the market that we live in, mm. the capitalist system that we yeah, live in. Yeah, you sound very philosophical. philosophical. <laughs> yeah, you just understand yeah, yeah. it, right? Yeah. You, you know, Have you read you, the 48 Laws of Power? Uh yeah, briefly, briefly. I've read it. I, I just don't remember. It. I, I heard someone talking about yeah. going through all the all the numbers on, yeah. on the motivational video. Yeah, it. I'll tell that, you what you should do. That will do Any, for me. Yeah, anything anything like that, or any book that you read, that's entrepreneurial or whatever. Take it with a grain of salt, because it isn't how it is. How how they out, you know. What you're saying they missed the out vital elements or something? Uh, to a certain extent, you not miss out vital elements, but it isn't how it. It may not be how it is for you, because you're a different person. Yeah. And you have a different, you know, function. So a lot of people are like, oh, like you know, Bezos wakes up at six a.m. So I got to wake up at six a.m. No, that that works for Bezos, but it might if, not work yeah, for you. Yeah. If you're not a morning person. Exactly. It's gonna be a problem. Yeah. So for me, I work usually ten to ten a.m. to ten p.m. Because my, you know, I have to be a morning person for myself because that's when I'm productive. So by the time my team wakes up, I've done a lot of the work and I'm just telling them, this is what you got to do, this is what you got to do, this is what you got to do. So allocate the tasks. How many employees you have? Currently 14. Really? Yeah. And you're 21? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... Make me feel embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't. No, I think everyone has their own journey. I think... I've had to conquer a lot of demons and I had to... You're from East London originally? No, 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 no. I'm originally from Iran, but I've recently moved into East London. Um, Are you, so you're born in West. Iran? I'm from West, yeah. Oh, you're from West London. You yeah. know what, though? I'll tell you this. Um, there's a guy I follow called David Betts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He's a David Betts David. He, he, yeah, yeah, that's it. Patrick Betts David. Yeah, yeah, thank you, yeah. Thank yeah, he's you. Iranian. He's yeah, Iranian so well. he's the same as you. And, yeah. And, um... He always talks about immigrants, and so does um, Gary V. I assume you know Gary V. If you know yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said they have a, they're hungry, and I agree with that 110 percent yeah. in the sense that people who are born here, regardless of their racial uh, background, we have a certain amount of can, um, comfortability yeah. in the sense of just. Ah, it's going to be all right. Worst case of that, I'll be on benefit or whatever. But somebody who's come from overseas, they're doing things. 
Exactly. They're supporting the economy. They're making things happen. You see that yeah. with all the um, the different things going up. Exactly. I think it's because a lot of people take what we have in the UK, you know, free education up until A levels, all of that, and also student loans. And although it's a very corrupt system, you know, you're still able to take on student loans. And if you can't pay it later on, like, whatever, after a couple of years, it's going to be gone anyway. But you're still able to go to university mm-hmm. and study. Now, in my opinion, for me, when I hire anyone, I don't even look at them their CV at all what I do most of the time is understand where they were and where they are now and where they are and how can I help them achieve their goals working for me how can I give them the best tools so you're um, you're not looking for longevity of an employee you're looking for um, building people yeah but in building people you're looking for the time you are here you're committed to the cause exactly because you know? you know realistically everybody wants to do their own thing yeah so all right how many years do you plan to be yeah. here you know Two what people years, don't even years. yeah from what i've seen people don't even want to do their own thing i have my employees that are just like me right they're hungry just like me but they're just scared to do their own thing so they need guidance from someone like me i i'm not scared to do my own thing i go like whatever man just we're gonna do it you know Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it takes, we'll do it. The only thing I can ever lose is my clothes, you know, my back. Worst case scenario, go get a job. Like, but it, it's not going to achieve it. And at a certain level, you're kind of saying, you know what, I'm good because I know this guy. If I lose my company, this guy's going to hire me because he wants me. He wants me to be part of his team. I could work for him for a year, make six figures and leave. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but yeah, so that's... That was the thing up until the building and what scaling is. Okay. And then, yeah, I kind of got distracted. Sorry, it was me. First year of uni and then towards the end of the first year of uni, um, things hit me. You know, how much I wasted my time going out, chilling with the wrong people. And that's when I said, forget about it. Like, I know how to build a business. I can help other people and I had to the way that I learned marketing is because I had to learn marketing for my own business to market my own product uh-huh. so I was like I'll do the same with other people so moving you know from there we start I started reaching out to different businesses and we started to focus just on healthcare private healthcare clinics in the states so dentist okay makes sense yeah so you're branding for the healthcare clinics in the exactly state. just one niche so we can systemize and scale focus on one thing because whether we get a client in this business it's the same thing as the other client their needs are the same thing they want the same type of patients so if you specialize so that's your niche audience exactly is, uh the private healthcare so you know the kind of adverts, you know their kind of competitions. Exactly. And you could say, well, so-and-so is going to be launching this advert. You need to rival it with this. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. So we can launch the same advert for every client because it works. Mm. Yeah. That way we can grow so fast. Mm. Whereas if I done dental and then I had to market for a restaurant client and market for a, uh, a chiropractor client, it's too, too, too noisy to grow sustainably uh, you want somebody and then you can also Copy and yeah you model. can focus yeah but you can also focus on in 
understanding the medical industry. Exactly. So, so everybody who works for you needs to have understanding of medical industry, if not have a medical background partly. Yeah. I teach. No, I don't need that. I could teach them because that's how much I've learned now from that. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, we began to focus, and we have that copy and paste model. We we just copy and paste any client we get. We can launch them with, you know, get them ready and get the campaigns ready within yeah. two days. Whereas other companies take a week or two yeah. to do so. Yeah. So if I'm a client and I come to you, or you've come to me, yeah, you could say, do you realise that Colgate has brought out this new um, toothpaste or whatever regarding this for your teeth? Um, you should be marketing this along with your product or yeah. however. The, the crazy thing for us is that we just market for one patient, dental implant. Oh, dental implant? Exactly. So if you lose your teeth... Oh, I need that. Exactly. <laughs> right, right, right? Oh, right? The majority of adults need it in the States and the UK. If you lose your teeth, especially your front teeth, your back teeth, no one's going to see them anyway. But your front teeth, someone if you lose them. Presentation, isn't it? Presentation, because confidence. Also, also, if you've got no teeth, it's that epitome sign of poor. Exactly, exactly. He's so poor he can't he hasn't even got any teeth. Exactly. <laughs> so you can't <laughs> you can't even eat properly as well. You can't eat certain foods, you, you, you can't you have no confidence. So you're gonna pay big bucks to, to get it's that. True, one of my teeth front teeth come out the other day, so I had rickets as a child, so I've got all caps and crowns. Yeah. And there's this a thing that I didn't really care, so I'm a rough neck. Yeah. But women were like, ooh, yeah. ooh, ah, they're, they're, I mean, you got sorted out like yesterday. Exactly. No, they they like, ah, care about worry, it. Don't worry, we go back in the kitchen. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't say that, man. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I don't can. know what they're gonna say about me. No, you can. Yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, we market for those cases now. One tooth is about two thousand pounds, which is three, th- three, four thousand dollars, and depends what state you go, where you, what city you go. That's yeah. about six thousand dollars for one tooth. People off them, don't they? That's the healthcare industry, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but now, if your whole top teeth or bottom teeth are gone, that's thirty thousand for an arch, one of the top. So if you want to fix both of your top and bottom, that's $60,000. So we specialize in bringing these type of patients to our clients. Just focus on these type of patients. No Invisalign, no braces, no no veneers, no no other fluff. Okay. So that's a lot of poor patients then? So Not really. I think, you know, we have... I was going to say, because you've got... See, like charities who, yeah. who will work with poor people and help... Teeth, um, like let's say teeth is an issue. Yeah. Let's say teeth was an issue. You could um, find out who the charities are focusing on, and then apply to the charities to say we can be doing your teeth. Doing yeah, your but teeth. our clients are private, so they don't even mess with charities. You only want to mess with people who have the money or can take a loan uh, to make that payment. So right. You're all about the business. Yeah, unfortunately, which sometimes it it conflicts with what I believe in. I but say, what's the morality role of your company? Is there a morality thing like that you don't want to be seen doing certain things, or yeah, for or sure, you I think believe in certain things. So I had a, so I had a you know client in the states where we would he paid us everything. You know, it's big money he paid us as well. I think he paid us six thousand up front, and then every month they put us three thousand. To, to manage their stuff so we charge a lot compared to other marketing companies mm-hmm. and 
one thing he said, oh, I was like, oh, as long as I, I don't, he's like, oh, I was like, what type of patience do you want? I was like, he was like, as long as I get, I don't get patients who are gang members or something like that. I was like, okay, let's dive deeper. What you mean by that? What do you mean gang members? He's like, oh, who, who don't look like they belong in a gang. So, I was, so in my head, he was talking about black people. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you mean black people? And he was like, well, I don't want to put it that way, but yeah. Okay. So I was like, all right, doctor, whatever your name is. I wouldn't want to name him anyway. I was like, yeah, I appreciate doing business with you, but that's not how I do business. So uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to return your money. And I don't want to, you know, we no longer want to continue this relationship with you. Okay. And that's the morality for us, all right? How like, did he take to that? I mean, he's a doctor, so he's always, he's always got, a, you know, if they they feel entitled because they went to school and they've studied a lot, etc. But he was like, oh, I don't mean it. I was like, look, you know, I don't you I don't care how you mind. meant it. You've spoken your mind, mind and yeah. that that's not how I roll. I was like, I'm Arab. Yeah, because next thing he'll be saying he doesn't want no terrorist or something or Muslim yeah, or something, yeah, right? That kind of thing, yeah. So I was like, you know, I appreciate your time, I appreciate the money, but um, that's not who I want to work with for sure. So there, there is, you know, for me is if I if I don't feel comfortable with someone working with someone, then I wouldn't work with them at all, no matter how much money there is, because ultimately, although at the beginning it was about money for me. When you start making a certain amount of money, you're just thinking like, you know, do I enjoy working with someone like that? And do they help grow my business? Well, why would he care if people are paying? I don't understand that. Exactly. He's got, he should be a professional, whatever. If people are paying, uh, it, it, for instance, hmm, I don't know, maybe if people were really sickly and there's a yeah. contagious disease, you may be a bit wary. He's just racist. Yeah, you know, yeah. a racist has no... Um, uh, uh, no, no logic. No, yeah, no logic, right? So, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so you said you're based. You get up at early in the morning. You, yeah, so, six. Yeah, six, and you start your business. It's nice and early, which is great. So you're on top of the day. Yeah. And you're based in your stuff is based in America. Mhm. So, where do you um, what motivates you? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna touch on that. What motivates me heavily, I think, is purely selfish. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, my family, whatever. Of course, I wanna, I wanna provide everything for my family, and uh, that's part of the reasons. But what motivates me is just like kind of just unlocking the next challenge in my life all the time, like pushing myself. I like that. It's it's and you and the best answer, yeah. So. And, oh, for that question. And that money. You know, money comes with that. It becomes a product of that date, that lifestyle that you live in, right? Which is just pushing yourself to to another limit, like heavy, like to an extent where you know you could. And I don't urge anyone to do that, but you can drive yourself to depression. You could you could get yourself mentally messed up. Uh, you know, certain mental health issues. But you know, thankfully for me, at the start with it was difficult, but. I kind of just got used to things and understood myself further. You know, the more, the more I do things, the more I question things. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, and you kind of understand yourself. Okay. Things become easier. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's really just pushing myself. I mean, 
yeah, you can make, you know, 100,000 this month, but you go like, oh, you can make 150 next month, can we? Okay, let's try it. Let's yeah. see how we can do it. I see. Right. So, what, what do you see the future for your company and you? So, um, we've, we're acquiring clinics now because we've gained so much knowledge on how to run businesses and how to run clinics effectively. So you actually buy in clinics? Yeah, yeah, Ooh, okay. yeah. Now um, we're, we're on to that um, and that's really our next move because a lot of dental clinics or dentists don't know, they're not business owners, they're just dentists. There's a small number of people or small number of dentists who are actually entrepreneurs and business owners, yeah. if you see the difference. They're normal people, but they just have the money to start a business. Doesn't mean they're a business owner, right? Yeah, yeah I understand. Or how they can be a killer, effective business owner. Yeah, so, if you have a gun, doesn't make you a soldier. <laughs> exactly, yeah. so that's what we're really doing. We want to take over these clinics, effectively run them, create cash flow machines. So that means you will employ them. the dentists? Exactly, I'll employ them. So we become a huge corporate company on te on their head that owns them. I told you, next Bill Gates, man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you no, never I'm happy know. for you, man. My daughter wants to be a dentist. She's doing her A-levels. She's doing nice. economics and... Yeah, she should uh, definitely get into implantology. Yeah, economics, chemistry and biology. Yeah. Or oh, so science, but one of, one of those... She's doing three of things. And um, I always tell her, you're not studying to be a dentist, you're studying to have a chain yeah. of practices. Exactly. I will Which, drill that into you, studying to have a chain of practices. Yeah. Which is a not different... studying to work for people. So make sure you understand the economics. Exactly. Because I can help you only so far. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to economics stuff. Yeah. And things like that. Even so, I mean, like, what they teach you, I've studied economics, there's nowhere near what, you know. In reality. In reality, you just go yeah. out and find it. You want to go, go get it, Love go it. learn it, right? It's, Experiences and stuff. I've always been a curious mind, and it's that curious mind that kind of gets me everywhere. Like, oh, why does this happen? Why does this happen? What, what is it? You know, right? Like, you just question, question everything, right? Mm -hmm. It can drive you crazy, but once you control it, it takes you to the next level. Uh -huh. Right, you become so different to people. Yeah. No one can mess with you. No one can really yeah. um, have one up on you. You're always ten steps ahead. Well, uh, people think they're they're ahead, but nah, you're you're ahead. You know it. Mm -hmm. I hear yeah. I'm really happy for you, mate. I'm really happy. Appreciate for you. it. Um, last but not least, question is, what's the impact you want to have on the world? Oh man, I could talk for days on that. Uh, most important thing I think uh, for me is to really, there's, you know, we want to, it's a huge thing but if we can somewhat eradicate this poverty, well, provide some sort of mm -hmm. um, minimum requirement for every single person, minimum, you know, ability to kind of change your life or just live, right, don't even change your life, just live, right. A lot of people are dying because of they don't have clean access to water or food. Like that's yeah. ridiculous. You can, I read it was like you can eradicate poverty with like three, four billion. That's it. Mm -hmm. Three, four billion dollars. That that's silly money. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, poverty starts to me with uh, sanitation. Yeah. If you have sanitation and fresh water, which I've seen when I've lived in these countries around the world. Yeah. 
if they don't if you don't have it that's where you've got sickness and then you've got problems exactly but, but then it's, it's it's the system itself that kind of wants this to have poverty to remain because yeah. where there's poverty there's more cash flow being generated elsewhere more power more power more wealth right so eradicate that and that's why you know my marketing or especially in the last year when I moved into this office I met a great friend of mine now he's a great friend of mine he he was already successful in e-commerce and he's built a company where he automate charity charity donations during Ramadan I don't know if you know if you're aware of Ramadan on Muslim holiday. Yeah, yeah. The last ten days of Ramadan are the most important days in in the year in yeah. the Islamic calendar. Okay. Be, um, because we have one day which is called Laylatul Qadr where the Quran was revealed to the Prophet. Mm-hmm. And if you donate, you know, on that day, it's like as if you donate for seventy-two years. Mm-hmm. Now he's built a software where it automates donations for charity. And when I met him, and it, it was very, it was an interesting concept because I've never heard anyone have that. When you say alternate, have, explain, do you explain on that? Um, I can't explain too much because I'm not, you know, the developer or anything. But you, let's say I want to donate 10, you know, 100 pounds over 10 days. I can split them 10 pounds every day or 10 pounds every other day. I mean, 20 pounds every other day, etc. Mm-hmm. So it does this. And long story short, you know, somehow I asked him about his marketing and it turns out he had a very bad marketing team mm-hmm. and they didn't really have the marketing set up properly because they, 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 they didn't think, yeah, they didn't think it was very important or that important to their growth. Um, and I was like, you know, hey, like, I don't mind consulting you guys and helping you guys because I feel like my life changed over the last of few years. And I want to use that skill that changed my life into something great like this, you know, raising money for children. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, the, the campaign, campaign was successful. I think we, we raised 11, the 10.8 million pounds mm-hmm. in 10 days. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And the year before it was four million. Oh, so that's Ramadan thing. So you yeah. just yeah market all the Islamic world. And exactly. It was only meant to do. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we, this year, you know, we're, I'm excited because we're gonna double that. Yeah. I you know, God willing, that. I think it's gonna be a great campaign, and that got me closer to my goal of helping people as much as I can. You know, mm-hmm. I might not be able to eradicate mm-hmm. poverty, but you know. I never thought in a million yeah, years you, I could raise 10 million, 10 million, you know, that's a huge dent that we've made. But then that's also lives. something to put on your website. We, we Yeah, you know what, I never even them. wanted to do that as well. Why not? I just, ne- I never even disclosed it to my friends. Okay. You know, I kept it, I kept it between me and, you know, these guys. Because... What, humble? Yeah, like, you or know... Setting the bar too high? Too nah, high. <laughs> like... I don't want anyone to feel like I'm bragging because of that, right? Well, it's it's always good to kind of just maintain it, but it's a huge achievement, which, you know, I'm forever grateful for him because he provided me the opportunity to do so. Yeah, that's great. Um, Well, you clearly have an impact on people when you meet them, which is great. Where can people find you if they want to use your services? Where can people find you on social media? You got your own website? Yeah, I mean, you can find my Instagram at h a s s dot n h a m i d. 
So has dot and Hamid. That Hassan Hamid is my you know my full name. Um, and if you want to look into my services, it's called implantpatientmachine.com. So implantpatientmachine.com. Dot com. Okay. Exactly. Well, thanks a lot for that. It's been a great, ep- a great interview. Anytime, anytime, uh, Simon. <laughs> and I'm definitely going to get my daughter to listen to this. All right then. Bye. <laughs> We hoped you liked that episode. Keeping in mind, we never know who we're going to interview. We post twice a day, 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. GMT. Have you ever considered the future economies to invest in? Why not listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories? Considering Africa has the fastest growing economies and population on Earth and has done for many years, It holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. We publish twice a week, Tuesday with a guest investor and Fridays talking about investment, politics and history, providing a clear understanding for any potential investor.